0: A lady. Sorry. <laughs> it was stuck. I'm good. Chris Hansen here, and I'm gonna need you all to take a seat right over there and check out birds like versus boys. Economy.
1: I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Ladies, stop doing dumb
0: things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone! Up. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope! I'm gonna drink bleach. That be is the team you promised me you were gonna be this year! This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast.
1: I'll be watching. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 131 of Birds Verse Boys. If you were one of the lucky ones... Delco Steaks gave out four free cheesesteaks this week because the Philadelphia Eagles sacked. I don't even remember who they played. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah. In the rain. Trevor Lawrence in the rain four times. So Delco Steaks, our new sponsor, gave out four cheesesteaks. So if you were one of the four, congratulations, and make sure you keep listening, keep subscribing, because every time the Eagles get a sack this year, free cheesesteaks coming out your way. But Eagles win. Cowboys win. Eagles are the last undefeated team in the league. Cowboys are only one game back. Jalen Hurts, Cooper Rush, the last undefeated quarterbacks in the league. Our podcast is absolutely flying. Aiden, how are you? I'm glad you
0: I'm great because like you said, our podcast is flying. I was thinking about this in the three years that we've done this. I think this is the highest the vibes have ever been with our two franchises. Like you look back at last year. Yeah, both of us made the playoffs, but it was like the Cowboys started so hot and the Eagles were like, oh, wow, we could have three picks in the top 10, you know? Yep. And yep. then towards the end, like Cowboys fans are really starting to worry. They're like, all right, this is not, you know, like we're we're showing we're showing holes. And that was a time where the Eagles started to like find their groove against bad teams. But this year it's just like, we're just winning. Like everybody's happy right now. There are very
1: minimal complaints for both of our teams. So vibes are hot. Spe- speaking of winning and high picks, the Eagles could legitimately win the Super Bowl this year and have a top five pick.
0: I will, I'm going to watch every Alabama game for the rest of the year. And just, I'm just gonna, I can't wait till Alabama plays Georgia and the SEC championship. I'm just gonna make my list of every single one that I, I'm just gonna be like, okay, the Saints lost today. I'm gonna watch Will Anderson take today with <laughs> every two loss. Tattoos. That actually would be a good segment. Every time the Saints lose, I'm going to debut mm-hmm. tape of a Georgia or an Alabama player.
1: You should absolutely should continue. Yeah, Thank which, you. Thank ironically, you. Ironically,
0: a month ago, I would have been debuting Bryce Young tape
1: from Alabama, but yeah. no, now I don't think I have to. So, this is great. Like I said, the vibes are just through the roof. You were you were in your apartment at 10:45 in the morning on Sunday doing <laughs> the, the scowl. <skull. laughs>
0: yes yeah and it was like I, I was like pretty confident that the vikings would win i went to the gym at halftime justin jefferson had Thank one you. catch
1: Sunday it was gym workout. 13 okay. to 7
0: and then uh yes yes big strong me I was at the gym um and then I got home, and I was playing against Justin Jefferson in fantasy, and then he had 10 receptions. So I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> but at least they won. And the Saints are 1-3, and three, and I, they've got issues, man. They've like, got problems. They've got health issues. They've got offensive issues. They, got, I, they gave one of their best defenders to us and their first-round pick. Like Everyone should be fired. That's one of those situations, if I'm a Saints fan, I've said this about the Eagles before, multiple Philly franchises, I want the ticket takers fired, the people that park the cars fired, everybody
1: because those they're making terrible moves down there. But we will take it all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Uh, so, so, where do you want to start with this? Because like you said, the vi- the vibes are high. Um, the Eagles. I feel like we should start with Philly um, because I feel like this was the first game where they actually faced some adversity. Okay. Everybody was on Twitter: fourteen nothing, fourteen nothing, fourteen nothing, and then you know. You blink and it was 2914. So if you're cool, I feel like we should start with Philly because this is kind of the first time that you've seen where they could be possibly have some holes maybe, have some issues. But, I mean, they looked it right in the face and left. Yeah,
0: so I, you're right. I think the best place to start is why are the vibes high for these two teams? And it starts with on-field performance. Draft picks are great. This is why. Because you're getting – I test that wow these teams can be pretty good especially on defense so you're right it could we i talked about this in the reaction show like i'm so glad that they faced adversity for the first time and it wasn't just like we're up 24 nothing and let's just have these six minute drives in the second half where we kill as much time as possible Mm -hmm. like you're a high school team with a running clock and a mercy rule um they went down 14 nothing maddox didn't play slay got hurt on the first drive um then Jordan Malata gets hurt on the second drive. Later, you'd lose Devontae Smith. He'd come back. Um, Isaac Sayamalo, I'm surprised that he might play this week. Like, that ankle roll did not look good, especially when you're a big fella. And then uh, Jake Elliott should be fine because he's just popping Percocets on the sideline and getting back in there and draining kicks. And I'm just causing chaos on timelines
1: with that. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was.
0: That was so funny. I've never gone viral off of a viral tweet where I just commented and the guy was like, Jake Elliott's going to sue me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's on his to-do list, man. Yeah, I'll get right around to that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like the, the, Nothing went right. And they still were ahead by halftime. Like, they flipped it in less than a quarter. And yep. I've always been envious of teams that can do that. You look around the league. The Chiefs have done that multiple times. You remember when Deshaun Watson was with, te- with the Texans? They were 24 nothing in the first him. half. Yeah, oh, yeah. Remember when the Texans were good and yes. Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins were part of the team <laughs> and the quarterback was there? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they are 24 0 and the Chiefs just erased that. And they're like, all right, we're done fooling around. And like the Bills did that this weekend. They are playing a good yep. Ravens team. They're down 20-3. to They win the game and they just take yep. over and assert dominance. To see the fact that the Eagles could be a team that does that, it it's like such a confidence booster. Like the blowouts are nice, but you got to see that in a close game, you can execute in the fourth quarter, which they did, and you can come from behind, and you have the depth to overcome some injuries. Because it'll happen, man. It's the NFL. like You're not going to go 17 weeks, 53 for 53 healthy.
1: Yeah, and they, they did it in a way that is, I feel, sustainable throughout the rest of the season, getting pressure on a quarterback, mm-hmm. which they're going to do. You're not going to cause the quarterback to have five turnovers every game um but keeping your composure not i mean it didn't look like they they you know Jalen hurts is the perfect guy for that kind of situation i feel like not the perfect guy to to come and score you 29 points but the perfect guy that okay i'm down 14 nothing he's not gonna blink ever
0: no there's nothing that, that he is just a straight line that. yeah he is not you know he's been high school high level high school alabama oklahoma like he's always been in these situations where it's like the highest stakes, like nothing. People forget that he came
1: into that SEC championship game when two of Yeah, cold down came back and won that game
0: and won the game. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, And then, you know, like he, he faced moments. He was playing in that. I know he got benched in that national championship game, but he played in, he was in the national championship, you know, like he's been in every big moment possible. Not Like nothing phases him. And you're right. I think it's sustainable ways. So it was Jalen not being composed. It was the defense forcing sacks. You're right. They're not going to force four fumbles a week. Another part of the adversity is the fact that they're playing in a freaking hurricane and it just downpoured. It wasn't a light rain. Like it was an absolute downpour. So you saw like one of their ways of winning in the previous weeks was taking deep shots. That was just totally mitigated for both teams. Um, because you just couldn't throw it down the field in the rain. So they were able to win by running the ball. Miles Sanders, like, that was awesome. Like, I, we've said this on the show multiple times. Like, if I could bet on one person in the league to fumble in a hurricane, it is Miles Sanders. And mm-hmm. he instead had a career-high 27 carries, no fumbles, a touchdown, two touchdowns, actually, and 100-something yards rushing. Like, that was the opposite of what I expected from him. And the, I, the offensive line isn't creating holes. And it looks like uh, – and this is the end when the earth opens up and there's just a giant, giant crater and uh, Kevin Hart kicks Aziz and Zari down the hole. That's what it looks like when these guys block. It is yep. insane. And it didn't even stop. Like they were down half their line on the left side with Malata and Sayamalu and they didn't even blink.
1: I feel like that that Miles Sanders, perform- Sanders performance in a hurricane – During a complete downpour needs to be on par, recognized with Shady's snow game.
0: It it you could make that case, like it could be up there. the The only thing that stops it isn't the performance; it's the aesthetic, right? Like snow looks cooler than rain. Yes, it still is hard to run in it. It's still easy to fumble in it. He did great, man. And it's just like your job's easy; just follow these behemoths in front of you because they are killing people. Like they are fucking waffle house at 3 a.m. level pancaking people.
1: Wow. Shady ran for 217 yards in that game.
0: Yeah, you really couldn't throw it in that one. At least you could throw a little bit in this game. Hey, full full for 179 in that game. There you go. He's I think 11, one twenty-two. Of them, if I remember, he had like one deep throw to to I forget. It was oh I think it was Riley Cooper earlier.
1: Riley Cooper. Guy. Riley Cooper had uh three catches for 74 yards in that game. That was it. Yeah,
0: I think one of those was like a long of like
1: 40 or 50. But
0: yeah, so, but you're right. I think it should be up there, especially considering the circumstances. Like this team is good, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like that that team was a, was a playoff team. Um, they played in the, but I think this team is definitely better. So it's just like a confidence boost to know like, all right, you have him to rely on. And then like Trey Sermon got in and he was averaging like nine yards a carry. Yeah. It was insane it's just like it, you. it's almost like the 49ers where they'll just plug anybody in. They go through the same tradition. They're running back one gets hurt week 1 and then whatever guy they picked up in the 6th round ends up coming yep. in and having a thousand yard a year. They do the same thing every year. But like the fact that the Eagles could do that, that you're just you're looking for holes and you're not really finding them right now.
1: I love on Twitter too. I've seen it a couple of times. I don't know if you have. It's it's guys or gals who don't watch the game. They don't watch the All-22. They just look. They go on the ESPN app, click on box score, scroll down, and see Jalen Hurts didn't throw for a touchdown. they like, see? Told you. They don't realize it was a fucking hurricane. Yeah. They don't, they don't know the situations of the game. Uh, sometimes I like if my quarterback can win a game without throwing a touchdown.
0: He also rushed for one, and exactly. we had one called back uh, on an offensive pass interference, which usually is our downfall, but this yeah. one I did not agree with. It was like Dallas Goddard was just out there and he didn't block. Like he just put his hands up for like to, Mm -hmm. you know, on the guy, but he never blocked and they call it offensive pass interference. Yeah, It was terrible. It was awful. But yeah, I mean, that would have been that, that would have been it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased again, facing adversity, overcoming the elements, We'll get into Week Five here in a second, but I cannot wait to play. I don't care that it's a road game. I can't wait to play in Arizona with the retractable roof and perfect yes. conditions. After that, like that was just oh, it was just ugly. So win, win. Jaguars. We talked about they're better. Mm-hmm. They're better. But this is a really complete team.
1: I think you. I think you could really see the uh, the joy on on Peterson's face too, especially after the game, seeing all the guys. I think it was a an extremely genuine moment with him and, and Jalen Hurts um, with Kelsey, all those guys. It was, uh, I, you know, I hate every human on that team, but actually I don't hate, I like a lot of those guys. I hate the Jersey, um, <laughs> but you could see what it meant to him coming back.
0: Uh, the amount of respect that guy has just speaks to what a genuinely good person he is. Like you can just tell, mm-hmm. and I've heard it. Cause I've known that multiple people, like have uh like have golfed with him and stuff like that and he's just like a typical like dad guy you know like he's just somebody you'd like to have three beers with on the golf course or ice cream or ice cream yeah and he's just like friendly like that but you could just tell like after that game the respect it wasn't like oh hey good luck the rest of the year i was like thank you i love you Mm -hmm. like that was just genuine it was really cool
1: yeah the uh, the Dougie P from Jalen Hart, Yeah. Right? <laughs> All
0: right. All and, and I love the, like, Goddard in the background. I was like, you guys got a good team, man. Like, you yeah. I was like surprised. He's like, oh, yeah. wow, you guys are actually pretty good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. but Great moment. I mean, at, me coming from the other side, obviously, I you know, I had Red Zone on, and then I had the Cowboys game on. I caught a lot of moments of the game because then my wife came home, and she's like, take Red Zone on. game on. So, I had to take red zone (laughs) off and then. So, I did catch a lot of it, but I don't know. Call me. I I felt like it was like I've seen this movie before a thousand times when the Jags were up 14 nothing. And I said, The Eagles are not losing this game.
0: I've literally seen it before. The week one, they were up 17 nothing on us and it ended 34 17.
1: So, that was week one.
0: It, like I was like worried because of the injuries or I was like, all right, if this could, Vince texted this to us too. He's like, Oh, I didn't regret. Nobody told us it was going to be that game. Yeah. And I would say I got a little worried that my prediction that this is a scheduled win was, I was going to look really dumb. <laughs> I thought that was coming, but you're right. Like they just put their foot on the gas and it was, it was just, it, even though it felt like a close game, it really
1: wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, all right. Do you want to look ahead for the Eagles or do you want to recap a little cowboys and we'll look together to get ahead together? We
0: can look ahead together. We're okay. in this together. Lockstep.
1: We are. So uh same sort of thing with this game. Um you might have think it was closer than it than it was. I think the I think Washington actually had the time of possession uh, in the game over Dallas, but you know in the beginning of the game Dallas was completely dominating. Um, but they hit two field goals. And then I was like, here we go. Washington it just felt like that next drive. I'm like, Washington's gonna score a touchdown here. And they did and they went up seven six. But then, you know, it it kind of was over after that. They they unleashed a little bit defensively. Carson Carsoned uh he threw a beautiful deep ball to Trayvon Diggs. And then at the end the rookie <laughs> bland and uh had the interception to end it, but I mean, Washington, I get it. You know, it's, a, it's a shame because they do have a lot of good skill players, man. Gibson's a good running back. McKissick can catch it out of the backfield. Jahan Totson going to be a real player in this league. Terry McLaurin's supposed to be good. Um, and Curtis Samuel, I feel like is a very good receiver. He got screwed last year, lost the entire season, but they have the skill players. They don't have a line It's awful. whatsoever. It's so bad, right? Like
0: you witnessed it first. When I saw it, I couldn't believe it. I, I watched it live and then replay. I was like, this is dreadful. Like mm-hmm. you like your, like, your defensive line is today just eight, you know? Yep. And I know get- the, the one thing. So I saw this on online. They didn't have that game on red zone a lot because like you said, like, I think the two touchdowns you guys scored, like it was CD and it was a deep throw. So they weren't in the red zone when it happened. Yep. There's a lot of field goals and you know, Washington wasn't doing much on offense. But there's only, what, like two sacks, right?
1: That's it. They had a lot of pressures. Yeah. Um, a lot of getting off the field on third downs and getting off the field on a couple fourth downs. But, yeah, they only had two sacks. Uh, Micah didn't have a sack to second game in a row. Um, Bust. Yeah, he's done. He stinks. <laughs> but the defense was, was out there balling. It was, you know, kind of different guys getting involved. Ne- Neville Gallimore getting a sack. Dante Fowler getting a sack, guys like Donovan Wilson showing up big time. Like I said, Deron Bland, the rookie cornerback uh, who we talked about having a phenomenal camp in preseason, actually got the start in the nickel because Jordan Lewis hurt his hamstring um, during warmups. And I don't want to say Jordan Lewis is going to get Wally pipped, but everybody's loved Deron Bland all offseason, said how much, you know, uh, how impressive he's been. And that shows you something too that playing in the slot is not easy. And playing in the slot for a rookie, playing his first snaps and is going to play all game. And the way he played was unbelievably impressive. And it shows you that they put the rookie out there rather than Kelvin Joseph. Now, I know Kelvin Joseph is more of an outside corner, but still talk about bust. Um, I mean, Kelvin Joseph keeps showing up on the tape. He's playing really well on special teams. So congratulations. It's awesome for a second round pick. But yeah, it was was a a conglomerate of guys. I mean, Anthony Barr, he doesn't do anything great right now, but he's so versatile and can do so many different things. Like I said, Trayvon Diggs, I mean, I can talk all day. He literally was all over the field, had the interception, two pass breakups, had a 0.00 passer rating against him. Um, it was probably the best game I've seen him play ever as a pro for the Cowboys. You know, he only had one interception, but he covered, which is something Cowboys fans want to see.
0: Yeah, uh, that's always the running internet joke. Yeah, <laughs> It'll be like the video of like Patrick Beverly dancing around the court and it's like when Trayvon Diggs gets the interception after giving up 250
1: yards, yeah. you <laughs> which is funny, funny, but funny, but probably got not accurate. No, (laughs) no, he gets he gets trashed way, way too much. But yeah, the defense, they asked Dan Quinn this week, you know, when when do you when do you think this defense is is special? When can you call a defense special? And he said, you know, usually takes like 10 to 12 weeks. So he's not going to call it special yet. But I think this defense has the potential to be. Um, And they're playing without guys like J. Ron Curse right now, who is one of the arguable top three to four leaders of this defense, but a guy like Donovan Wilson steps in and plays unbelievably well. So now you almost have that problem, right? So once curse comes back, you can't just take Donovan Wilson off the field, how well he's been playing. So you got to find roles for him. Does that help the linebacking core having him, you know, playing down the, down the box. So it's almost an amusement of riches. Now they lost Quinton Bohanna, their big one technique he had a shoulder injury looked really bad but apparently it's it's not that bad hopefully he has a chance to play this week um i was happy now <laughs> as the, the pause i was like uh-oh <laughs> it's just the whole cooper rush dak thing
0: oh that's not a, that's not a real thing though
1: but it is it's not no it's not no. a real thing but like in twitterland and idiot cowboy fans it is
0: Well, yeah, that's the problem. It's like when uh, Trump said that Ted Cruz's dad was that serial killer. Like, it's not real unless you live in one specific place on the
1: Internet, which is insane. I love how, like, it's just so funny watching things evolve with Jerry Jones and and everything. Like, he first says he wants a quarterback controversy and now Rush has won three games in a row. And he's like, oh, you know, Dak's our starter. And then, you know, he's like, Dak could be back next week. And now he's like, yeah, he can't really grip the ball still. So needs some time. It's like everything that we already knew four weeks ago, he's like he's just getting to now. And that continues to be Cowboys fans. Like, don't listen to anything he says.
0: No, it's like he wants it to be a reality show Monday through Saturday, the team to play on Sunday. And then he gets to do the recap
1: show like he's Andy Cohen. After the game. Which he does. Which what he other does. owner has 85 beat reporters around him as soon as the game's over? I haven't even seen Jeffrey Laurie this
0: year. I, I legit not. They haven't showed him on the camp, like in the seats. I haven't seen him in the locker room. I, I haven't seen him.
1: Once. He gets interviewed by all the beat reporters immediately after the game, at least twice during the week at the Star. He is on 105.3 The Fan twice. Steven Jones is on 105.3 The Game twice. He's on the pregame show. Like, why i don't know like uh it's just did you see the picture of him and and daniel snyder before the game
0: yeah two it's two just, of america's finest nah,
1: it's just uh, <laughs> he looked uh, like i said he looked exactly like the old woman in titanic he looked, yeah. he looked like he died 15 years ago and he's the crypt keeper he's just like
0: <laughs> it, it's li- hey dan snyder looks good uh, all you need is a little rest and relaxation on the <laughs> on the yacht (laughs) take a little vacation no one needs to know why you're on a vacation but you know you know sometimes you got to step away from work and reset
1: yep and the only place he shows up is in texas where they probably would would not extradite him to dc if needed jerry
0: jones has got to be one of the few guys that are are like okay yeah feel free to come down everyone else is like stay away from me like i want to keep
1: my team yes douche um so I'll, i'll end with this the whole dak cooper rush thing like you know i know dak didn't look good week 1 we all know that the whole team didn't look good but dak didn't look good and then he got hurt and now cooper's come in he's won 3 games he's the first ever dallas cowboys quarterback to win his first four starts okay it's great it's wonderful but like dak would have dropped 40 on sunday yeah and he would have dropped 40 probably against the giants we've seen that we saw what they did against the washington last year we saw what they did against atlanta like, like cooper is doing very well with the things that he's doing. And I think he's pushing the ball down the field more than just a quote unquote, like game manager would like Trent Dilfer did. He's not that he's better than that. He had, you know, that very nice throw, the touchdown to CD lamb. He had a great touchdown catch to Michael Gallup and welcome back, Michael Gallup. Your presence was felt. He had two pass interference calls down the field. He had the touchdown catch, you know, his, his threat was there and, and, and needed, but I mean, I don't think Cooper Rush really does anything better than Dak.
0: So this is the perfect lead into week five. So let's do that. You guys play the Rams. And I have much predicted, I guess you could say, that with backup quarterbacks, you should be able to find a good one that can give you four to five weeks. Yep. You're not going to find you one that can go 17 weeks or 16 weeks or whatever it may be. This feels like the natural, like, oh, we need Dak back week. Yep. And I know they're playing the Rams. A lot of people are going to be out on the Rams because recency bias tells us they're awful. But this is just what happens when they play the 49ers every year. If you yes. look at history, they get shellacked by the 49 I don't oh, know so. what it is, but they just get eaten alive every year. Like You thought that Stafford performance uh, on Monday night was bad? He had three interceptions against the Niners last year. Nope. That is not indicative of who the Rams are as a team. I think this will be a really tough matchup, and I think it could be the game where you'd be like, if we had Dak, this would be going a little differently right now. Yes,
1: I agree with you. Do I think that the Rams are beatable? Yes. So I think Mm -hmm. that Dallas could go in there and win. Yes. Again, because SoFi SoFi Stadium is is not a hostile environment. That'll probably be 50-50 Cowboys fans, not Rams fans. Um, So I think they can go in, but I I completely agree. As a Cowboys fan, I was rooting for the Rams Monday night strictly because I did not want them to lose to the Niners, and then now they're coming off a short week pissed off in almost – a must-win sort of situation to, to keep par in the division. Um, so yeah, I am I am worried about that. I keep waiting for the Cooper Rush. I don't want to say implode game, but implode game. I mean, he he had interceptions dropped, he had an interception call back on a on a a penalty. So I think it's coming. I think it is this week. I am fearful though of this happening. This week, and then they rush Dak back to go into the Lions den against Philly because I would rather lose to Philly with Cooper Rush. Because if it's Dak's first game back and then they lose, we're not going to hear the end of this. It's going to be on first take, get up on everything all day, every day. Should they go back to Rush? Is this the you know what I mean? Especially in my world,
0: (laughs) I will eat that up so much. I will just, I just want to taste that disaster
1: even though dak does own the nfc east he really does and That's the cowboys true. that was their i believe it was their eighth straight win or 12th straight win against the nfcs it's you know they've owned it but this eagles team is a is a different animal this year um so yeah it's we'll see what happens do i think they can win yes do i really think they're going to win i really don't know i can't make up my mind yet it's we're recording early this week it's only tuesday so i'm not going to give my do I think they're gonna win? Do they're not? Because I need I need a little I need another day or two here. So I'll put it out on Twitter. Maybe I'll record a, a cell phone video, put it out on TikTok. But all these fans are like, oh, the offensive line for the Rams looks terrible. Our defensive line, I think they're gonna eat them alive. That you know, this seems like again the playoff game where what is it, three years ago, where they got the Rams like this is the perfect, we're gonna we're gonna beat them, and then they got shellacked. And the same kind of thing as last year where they're like, yes, we got the 49ers, and they got shellacked. So I just – I don't know. I don't love it. I,
0: and I, I agree. Like, it's it's not that we talked about the Mives being high. I don't know. <laughs> just this week exclusively. Yes. And it doesn't even feel like it would be a game where, like, Cooper rushes seven for 22 with two interceptions in the second half. It just feels like you, it might be, like, a, a 24-20 or, like, a 20-16 to game, and you're, like, two th- – you're, like – if. Two different throws were made during this game, we win. And yep. that's where you're like, well, if we had Dak, like that's you know, that's the four points difference that happened, you know? Yep. So I, I really feel like it would be this week. But I agree. I think if they lose, then they're going to try to rush um Dak back. And honestly, like the way that they talk, like they're so confusing and they give so many sound bites and so many quotes that sometimes it's hard to tell what's actually going on in Dallas. But I think like today when jerry jones says dax still can't really like grip the ball enough to play well all right let me go to my doctor degree which was ninth grade biology if you can't grip the ball this week you're probably not going to be a hundred percent accurate in your throws next week i want him back i feel like that's a very basic step just to be able to grip the football right like that's not an easy like thursday we're not gonna be like oh he can grip it he's fine I don't think that's going to happen.
1: I want him being able to practice and throw the ball for two weeks before he starts.
0: Yeah, like you, you hope like he's back at practice throwing lightly next week. Yeah, like this was a six to eight week. We did this. We did this show immediately after week one. We're like, this is a six to eight week injury. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just let it Yeah, this. Yeah, (laughs)
1: like I, (laughs) I, I realistically think Cooper Rush will still be starting in Philly against Philly.
0: For better or worse, though. Like, he might give you a better chance.
1: And maybe at he that is, game in Philadelphia, we might be giving out some cheesesteaks. I don't know.
0: Yes, we might. Thank courtesy of Delco Steaks. I think Hassan Reddick should get a steak since he caused all that. Yes, he did. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, we'll see. Right, Cooper Rush is definitely still starting. We'll see what happens. Uh, I could just, I don't know. I just picture Jalen Ramsey just coming up with one and taking it to the house. But we'll see. All right. Let's go to Philadelphia, big game. Um, another former Eagle coming to the slaying for the Eagles this week, in Zach Ertz going to Arizona. I know there's going to be a huge contingent of Eagle fans out there. So, uh, how are you feeling?
0: Did you for, speaking the fans? Did you see Erocks tweet? He he's got like he's on a trip with like 400 of the of This yes. game, which is wild, yes. you know. Arizona low key has a good crowd. They do, they do. They do. Um, so it won't be as bad as Washington, but there's going to be people there. So I can keep it pretty simple with my breakdown. First of all, again, I'm very glad that we will not be facing a hurricane in a downpour. Um, that'll be great. We always just look faster in these stadiums. Um, and I, it, it, Jalen Hurts first start was against the Cardinals. It was an offensive show between him and Kyler. Like that was really fun to watch. I could see something similar going on this week, but my main point with this game, and I think we've talked about it. It's been harped on a lot. It's been made into a Call of Duty joke. But the Cardinals are awful at small details. Yes. They, like, they, can, they could go to work and their job could be putting together wills for people and have it down perfectly. But they can't tie their shoes when they wake up in the morning. And that's what prohibits them. Like They never make it to work to do their job. And do something complex and do something hard because they can't do the easiest thing in the world to do. Like Mm -hmm. they always have they have the dumbest miscues every week. Like, even their wins this week, they've put themselves in holes because they're always doing something dumb. And one of their wins is they just faced an even dumber team than them, maybe the only one in the Raiders. So to me, I've been so thrilled with how the Eagles have been doing smart things. And they mm-hmm. pay attention to detail and execute well. Like the coin toss, we always defer. Then we get a stop at the end of the half. Then we get the score and then we get the ball again. Like
1: Bill Belichick.
0: Yeah. The Cardinals are the team where they don't realize they're supposed to defer. And the Eagles end up with a kickoff twice in the first half, in yes. the first half and the second half. Like they just don't do little things well. And they should be a lot better. Now, part of that is DeAndre Hopkins isn't there. So they'll get better. But the, I'll tell you what. Their defense has some holes. I think they're yes. six and in, in giving up yards so far this year. All right. You're, you're facing the team with the biggest differential in yardage between on offense and how much the defense gives up. The Eagles are plus 633. That seems like a bad matchup
1: if your defense is struck. Uh, I would say so. And and your starting defensive end is getting his heart zapped back to life. That was wild. That was, I mean,
0: I, I didn't think he was playing when I saw that tweet. But it's very JJ Watt. Play. Well, I'll play it.
1: Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be fine.
0: I'll be fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think they have some serious issues. Just, I think it just starts with the coach. Like he's never like wasn't he the coach in Texas Tech? They, they were like yes. five and seven, and he, he was got this job. At yeah. He had Patrick Mahomes on his team, and they went like six and six. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, his offense does well. We'll bring him to be the head coach. And they just never. They played one playoff game, and they got smoked. Yep. Like it's just like this is who they are. This they is just who they are. beat the Cowboys. Man. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I was going to say, unless Kyler plays in Texas, this team is who they are. Yep. Yep. Like this, this to me, like I'd be disappointed if this wasn't a win. And I can see like people being like, well, you can't win every game. You know, they went undefeated in September 4-0. No, no. You should win this game.
1: Yes. So Win I, the damn game.
0: Win the damn game. Um, I think the goal, which is probably the goal every week, but it's to put – all of the pressure on Kyler yep. to force them into third and long situations, and I know that sounds like you could say that every week, and that could be a thing. But you look at it; they've got James Connor there, and he's good, but he's not that like change of pace back. I think they struggled a little bit with Travis Etienne's burst. Um, I don't know if you saw the play where Jordan Davis ran him down, which was hilarious.
1: Insane that he was—he
0: <laughs> was faster than like one of our linebackers. <laughs> <laughs> just so funny. Um, but yeah, like this should be like you are forcing them into the third and 12. And then if Kyler beats it because he runs around like a little maniac, like a cartoon character in Looney Tunes. Good friend. And you're Wiley e. Coyote. Like that's just the only way
1: that you can get beat in this game. Yep. Yep. I agree. That was yeah. my game plan last year. And well, it didn't work for me. It so. did not work as well. Um, but I think
0: you'll see a pickup, you know, taking deep shots, airing it out a little more. I think, uh, you know, getting back to Quez, I, I really expect big things. Probably an offensive shootout in this game, which we be fun,
1: at least. And I know, you know, some people will be like, well, they got Dallas next week, big game. This is not a team that's going to overlook any games this year, I don't think. Like you said, the small details. Have, we've been seeing that since the draft, since free agency. The small details mm-hmm. are so important to this team. So they're not overlooking this game.
0: I think they're just buzzing so much that it's just like I, I do feel like look aheads happen more in in college football because there's more space in between there's yep. like bigger talent caps. But I just don't feel like famous last words. Just like how I almost screwed up the uh, Jaguars scheduled to win, but I almost don't see it as a look ahead because it's too early for them and they're just riding so high that they're just like give. They're just like a, a kid. This is a perfect example. Thanks to Kyler. When you have the chopper gunner in Call of Duty and it's just like little squares on the ground and you just obliterate them. That's what the Eagles offense looks like right now. They're up in the chopper gunner, they see the square running, and there's boom. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's how they they they
1: look like the team that, like as soon as the game's over, they want to play again. Yeah. Like let's just keep rolling. Where there's some teams, you know, they come off the field and they're like, All right, I don't want to. Is it our bye week yet? This yeah. is the team and where like, you like don't want them to have a buy right now, even though they have the injuries yeah, exactly. they the health. But
0: we have ours after the Cowboys game, which sucks. Rather, yep. I don't. Every year i wish it would be at the end of the year, but whatever. Yep.
1: So, yeah. all right. So we, you think I think,
0: win, I think a win? It would keep the vibes high. <laughs>
1: well, that's all we do. All right. Before we get out of here, we promised producer Vince we'd keep today's episode at around 45 minutes because last week was very long with Willie Cologne. So we're going to hop into our TikToks. We're doing two today um, and then we will get you out of here. Producer Vince, how are you? Good. Let's get
0: going. All right, let's do it. So we got, like we said, we got two for you today. We're doing our normal power rankings and then we are going to do uh, the top five teams that are at 500. So through four weeks, two and two, who's the best, who still has a chance. You guys ready? Let's do it. Let's start with the power power rankings. I think those are patented. Those are our hits. Ready? 100%. All right. At five, I have the Vikings. I will never see Kirk Cousins win a Super Bowl in my life, but for my agenda, if people care about strength of schedule, it looks better if they're in the rankings. So at five, I have the Vikings.
1: Five for me, it's the Vikings as well. You're right. They're not going to win the Super Bowl because every playoff game is a standalone game, and Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins can't play in standalone games. But right now, coming off a big win, in London, I have the Vikings at five.
2: I uh, have five. I have the Bills. Just a really good football team. Stephon Diggs had the go home. He did this thing. It was really cool. So five, I have the Bills. At four, I've got the Packers. I think Tony Romo said this, but it just feels
0: like they're going to figure it out. Like, their defense is so good. And then I just think that the young receivers are starting to put it together. And their mm-hmm. schedule's pretty weak here for October. It feels like they're going to really figure this thing out. At four, I got the Packers.
1: Uh, four for me I have the Packers as well and like you said I think they almost figured it out in the second half of the game against the Patriots it looked like Aaron Rodgers was sleepwalking through the first half he was phenomenal in the second half they went in and overtime um, so yeah I think their defense is phenomenal like you said week schedule Packers at four
2: at four I have the bucks uh they've been kind of so 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 far but Tom Brady's about to get divorced and you, there's nothing telling you can't tell me Tom Brady like an angry Tom Brady isn't going to go with the Super Bowl. Fair point. At three, I've got the Eagles.
0: They faced adversity for the first time, played in a hurricane, was down 14-0 and had multiple injuries, and they flipped the switch and they were winning by halftime and in total control. They're undefeated, so I've got them at three. Philadelphia.
1: Three for me, it is the Buffalo Bills. They are still wagging. wagon. They had to come back to win that game. Why the Ravens didn't kick the field goal, still don't know. John Harbaugh, Ugh. but the Bills are a wagon. Josh Allen is him, but they haven't been blowing out teams like we expected them after week one.
2: At three, I have the Eagles. They went down 14 nothing, and it was like all of that for a drop of blood meme, and then they came back and just completely dominated the rest of the game like they've been doing. Uh, again, hurricane injuries. Jalen Hurts didn't throw a touchdown, but still a phenomenal game. Eagles at three. At two, I have the Chiefs. Chris Collinsworth
0: said this on the broadcast, and I totally agree. They're good quarterbacks in the NFL right now. But when Mahomes has one of those Mahomes games, look out. It is scary. It is tough to beat them. At two, I've got the Chiefs.
1: At two, I have the last undefeated team in the NFL. The Philadelphia Eagles had them at one last week. But like you said, they faced adversity. Yes, they won. Just don't want to have them at one anymore. But the Philadelphia Eagles are legit. They are not a paper tiger. They are unfortunately for real this year. Number two, Philadelphia Eagles.
2: Number two, I have the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is being insane again, and Andy Reid is doing State Farm commercials now. So things must be going well in Kansas City.
0: Yeah, fives are high at 1 I've got the Buffalo Bills another team that finally faced adversity for the first time a good bounce back win you know coming off the loss to the Dolphins they're down 20 to 3 to the Ravens and just flip that switch I think that's a sign of a really good team to be able to do that so I maintain Bills at 1
1: one for me talking about flipping switches Patrick Mahomes did it this week it's the Kansas City Chiefs they looked legit they looked for real I don't know if it's just when he plays Tom Brady now after the Super Bowl he wants to go man on fire, but Patrick Mahomes is, is another level. He's getting these receivers playing on his level. I think the defense is coming around for one, the chiefs.
2: Number one, talking about flipping a switch. I have the Cardinals. Here's the team that's about to flip a switch. They have everything almost in place. They just need to figure out how to figure out those tiny little details. And this might be the best team in the NFL. It's going to take a lot for a team to beat them.
0: All right, there we go. Our five power rankings. Let's quick run through the two and two teams. So top five best 500 teams in the league right now. At five, I've got the Titans. They're like a Big Ten West team. They just slowly but surely, methodically end up good. I don't know how. They just do. At five, I've got the Titans.
1: Uh, five for me. Like Dallas Goddard said, you guys are actually pretty good. Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: At uh, five, I have the NC West. Let's pick one.
0: Uh, (laughs) you should have just done four like four of the five just Mm making nfc teams all right at four i've got the Bengals. i'm still worried about the offensive line as we might be joe burrow's entire career but you can start to see them figure this thing out and get a little bit better and they probably have the best wide receiver duo in the league with t and Tamar.
1: Four for me it is the chargers yes joey bose is down yes rashawn slater's down but
2: i still have justin herbert uh, four. I have the Falcons. I don't know what it is. They're going to I think they're going to rip off a few wins coming up. They'll blow it, but I think they're I think they're going to look better than we thought. At 3, I've got the
0: Chargers. This is a cry for help. I need help. Someone get me off the Chargers. I I can't keep doing this. I'm going down a bad path. Someone help me. <laughs>
1: Three for me, it is the San Francisco 49ers. Debo Samuel is just different. This team somehow just finds a way to win when Jimmy Garoppolo is playing. They may be a problem again once the season goes on, like they were last year.
2: Three, I have the Jaguars. I, again, pretty good team you got there. As I'm, Doug Peterson's a good coach. Trevor Lawrence, who's like, turning around, they're just a pretty good team.
0: At two, I've got the Baltimore Ravens. Their defense, you know, red flag alert everywhere. They just cannot get stops in the second halves of games. But on the offensive side of the ball, they might have the best tight end in the league. Lamar might be MVP. The young receivers like DuVernay and Rashad Bateman are stepping up. J.K. Dobbins is healthy. On offense, they're set. So, two, I got the Ravens.
2: Two,
1: all the same things that Aiden just said, Ravens.
2: Uh two, I have the Chargers. This is a fantastic, phenomenal team that should be one of the best teams in the NFL. Again, they just can't figure it out. Like Once they figure it out, this is going to be one of the best teams in the league, if they figure it out.
0: At one, I've got the 49ers. This just kind of just bias in history. Like They had the same predicament a year ago and ended up in the NFC Championship. Their defense is awesome. Fred Warner might be the most underrated uh, defensive player in the league. Apparently, they got the second Troy Polamalu. Didn't know that happened. And then on offense, like Debo. That's it. Just Debo. 49ers at one.
1: For me, it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can't tell me a divorced Tom Brady is not going to go on a rampage and win the Super Bowl. It's like what you do when a coach is fired, Aiden. What do you do? You bet at the- on that team.
2: And number one, I have the Ravens. Great offense. They have the MVP right now I, I, I again this is just a good team that for some reason is they can't close games it's the only reason they're two and two
1: that is fair Vincent thank you very much ladies and gentlemen that was episode 131 of birds versus boys as we looked back at week four and we look forward to week five in the NFL season I can't believe I'm saying that that it is already going to be the fifth week of the season that blows my mind but that means we're one week closer to the showdown, the birds, and the boys for the first time the following, the following week. But don't look ahead of the Cardinals and the Rams. Aiden, it was fun. Next week, we'll be back on the guest bandwagon. Make sure you head over, follow Delco Steaks on Twitter for your chance to win free cheese steaks. Look out for us in the parking lot at the link for that Cowboys-Eagles game. More details to come next week on our tailgate extravaganza but follow us on twitter birds vs boys pod we've been going viral everywhere follow us on tiktok birds vs boys pod anywhere you listen to your podcast we're there and make sure you smash that subscribe button on youtube thank you for listening thank you for watching tell your friends tell your family birds vs boys is not a podcast just for birds fans it's not a podcast just for boys fans it's a podcast for all nfl fans we will be back next week until then enjoy the football